Hey everybody, Tyree here with Before I Forget, and I want to tell you guys that the views and opinions listed on this show, uh, Before I Forget, are the views and opinions of the hosts and the guests alone. They are not the views or opinions of the Army, police, or any other institution. It's just our opinions, and it's just us talking. Thank you, and please enjoy Before I Forget. Hey everybody, Tyree here with Before I Forget, and I want to continue the show here with Mike and Sabrina called Better Together. After the party is yeah. the Waffle House, uh-huh. if you ever been here, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, uh-huh. where people don't dance, all they do is yeah. this, uh-huh. and after the this original, you the know remix. what it is, Welcome to Atlanta. remix, it had to go down, I got something else to tell you about the new Motown, where people don't visit, they move out. Okay, so we're back again um, for those of you who are lucky enough to be listening for two weeks in a row. Um, We're Mike and Sabrina Stamper, and uh, so last week we talked about kind of just who we are and just kind of gave y'all some random jumping all over the place background knowledge of of just us. So today we're going to try to um, talk about our military life experience. Um, we covered last time that we we met briefly, dated. Mike was, um, he went to basic training. We got married really quickly. Um, he went to Germany. And I had no plans of coming with him, but... We just couldn't, we couldn't stand it. So I ended up also moving to Germany, which was the best decision I think that, that we made. Um, yes. So we moved over, Mike, help me with dates here. So we moved, when we well, both I'll, moved to Germany, what date was that? Well, I'll start from the beginning. I came in basic training March 7, 2002 <clears throat> and um, graduated in July 3rd. You actually came to my graduation at Fort Benning, Georgia. Um, you, my mother, my father, brother-in-law, half-sister, and nephew. And I think you got a, a little something on my nephew as y'all, <clears throat> the first time you got to meet him when you were driving to Fort Benning. Now, Fort Benning, Georgia, from where we are, is about five, five and a half hour drive. And how old was Brody? Oh, he was like two. Yeah, terrible twos. So you yeah. had an experience with that. And, I mean, we're sitting here now. At that age, I was, let's see, was 20? So I was 20 year old. And you were 19? Yeah, 19. Okay, you were 19. Okay, I was 20. So y'all come in. I see y'all, I mentioned this on the podcast, I can't remember. The, I think it may have been the first one um, with KJ and No Sound and what I thought when I first saw everybody and the turning blue ceremony where they put the blue cord around you as an infantryman. Yeah, and, you talk. <clears throat> yeah. So, and then we went to, so yeah, we'll, we'll kind of start there and kind of pick it up because that's where, you know, the journey kind of begins because you didn't know at that time I was going to ask you to marry me. Um, I had thought about this on the fire guard one night. Uh, I could tell people I actually 
finally sobered up about two months into basic training. That's about how long it took for me to actually start thinking about my future. And we were riding back and forth letters. And the only time I really had time to write a letter was on fire. Letters, letters, like with a stamp in the mail. Not crazy. Yes. Yes. That was a good time. No email. It hasn't been that long ago. No email, no texting, no social media, no messenger, actual Mm -hmm. pen to paper letters. And I would always spray my letters with perfume. That's right. That's right. I got a story about that one. Actually. And that's like, yes, it was, <laughs> especially at one moment. Uh, we were, um, so yeah, we would write letters back and forth. So after about two months in the basic training, now listen, I, I, I you know, I, I joined up, I, I got to Fort Benning, Georgia, March 7th. I was in 30th AG, which is kind of like a little holding facility. It's supposed to be only about three days. You're actually supposed to be there, but there were so many coming in at the time. I was there for 21 days. So it was uh, extremely slow, extremely boring. And finally, when I went down to basic training, it was three weeks later. So, you know, that's the reason there was the span there from March 7th, um, 2002 to, to July 3rd, 2002. That's the reason there was that that little, uh, you know, that, that span of time. So anyway, so yes, you come in. So I I was uh, writing you and I thought this, if she sticks with me through this, then I'm going to ask her to marry me because we had dated on and off, you know, for a couple of years, but we had got actually got serious together probably about three or four months before basic training started for me and that's after I had gotten into a bunch of trouble and <laughs> so and hanging out at Northeast Community College uh, apartments in Boonville up there and um, that's what I call it there so so yeah when you come to the graduation the turning blue ceremony I already had in mind that I was going to marry you of course you didn't know that and we were just crazy about one another. I know I was crazy about you. And I just, I had to break the news to y'all. I had not broken the news to y'all because I had received my orders to go to Germany. Now, I had put in for Fort Campbell, Kentucky. And I thought maybe, you know, because I thought, you know, um, repelling out of a helicopter is a lot better than jumping out of a plane. I didn't know many places to go. I was ignorant, with, you know, about the Army, about the military in general. And so I just, that was the first place that popped in my mind. The only place that I really knew the other two places after that, I just had to ask someone. And like I said before in the podcast, I didn't want to come back to Fort Benning, Georgia. I had enough of that. So anyway, so yeah, you come to the graduation. We go to Columbus for my little um, leave or, you know, the little time they give you to spend with your family. We go eat like at a steak restaurant. I can't remember the restaurant in Columbus, Georgia. But so we're sitting there, and this is when I tell y'all I had known for about a week and a half, two weeks prior. I had got my orders that I knew I was going to Germany. I didn't know where in Germany. I just knew I was flying into Frankfurt. And so I thought the best time to break the news to y'all would be during that lunch that we were having. And so I said, kind of just uh, started grinning 
and said, I got my orders. And because y'all had asked where I was going, one of you did. And I can't remember who it was. And I was like, well, you're not going to like this one. So that's when I threw it out there. So I'm heading to Germany. And uh, <laughs> I'm kind of like you. I had really never been anywhere. I didn't have any ambition of going anywhere. I didn't want to. I was having, I thought I was having too much fun here. And so, yeah, that's yeah. When you were having too much fun. That too much fun is why you ended up in the military. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, some of it, there. or what yeah. I thought was fun at the time. So yeah. anyway, so we, yeah, so that's when I, I dropped and the I'll ball. Just on jump you. So in what here, you, yeah. yeah he, he, he told that where he was going, and honestly, I kind of thought that was it for me and him. Really Your head dropped. I, I mean, like, I, I was just like, okay, like, we'll hang out this summer and, you know, that, that's going to be it. Like, you know, it was this great thing, but it was just this whirlwind, whatever. And he didn't feel the way I do. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to move on. And so I actually, before he and I, before I realized that we were kind of like a serious thing, we were just kind of just having fun um I was dating several people and like Mm -hmm. nothing serious and didn't want anything serious I was just having fun with a lot of people well I ended up dating this one guy and I don't even want to say dating because like we just kind of hung out like with groups like it was never just me and him but apparently he thought I was the one and so he was devastated when I told him I was going to pick Mike up and yeah, he was coming back and, you know, we couldn't hang out anymore because I really liked him and, you know, kind of wanted to see where it was going. And so that, that was a whole, that was a whole different thing. Um, so we came home for, uh, before he ended up going, what was it? Hometown recruiting. Okay. I had, because I was getting shipped over to Germany and this is how I understood it. Yes. This is how I understood it. That Hometown recruiting actually was only for two weeks for the ones that were staying stateside. But since I was going to Germany and anybody going overseas pretty much would get four weeks. So you got two two weeks extended onto it. And hometown recruiting is basically just going up to Florence, which is about an hour from here. And I would just go up there and uh, do stupid details, maybe a lot pick up cigarette butts. And I would have around the uh, their little facility or just sit there. And they told me that I was required to bring five, <laughs> five names to them with numbers each time I went. And I think it was only like two or three days a week. Honestly, it wasn't bad. But I mean, so I didn't. So to all of our local friends, you are welcome. Yes, for the harassment you are welcome. Saved over the last 20 years. Just started going through my <laughs> cell phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there he is. We put that on there. So, anyway, I think Brad Hester might have been one rest in peace. Uh, I'm sure. Just, just lost him this past uh, fall from a um, terrible vehicle accident. So, just thought okay, I'd put so that on let's, there. Let's, <laughs> his buddy. Okay, so we get married. Okay. We, mm-hmm. we moved to Germany. Um, both of us were finally over there. He was over there, obviously, before me. I came, um, Sergeant Gill picked us up at the airport and I was so afraid of him the whole entire way. And he was he my squad leader. Yes. And he was like, had this 
this face on him that was just like, I mean, just a drill sergeant face. And I had never been around military people before. And I was so scared. I was in the back seat. And for once, I was just very, very quiet. I didn't say anything. And he didn't either. Well, we was back there smooching. I think he was more uncomfortable than anything. <laughs> because we, you know, we've always been I was scared. One another, I was so. scared. Anyway. So anyway. I was scared. I was just like, that's Sergeant Gill. He's my he squad leader. Dead. I don't, I don't Gill, think that. I don't he think he had it any other choice to be that way because here he is my squad leader and I had only been my squad leader just for a short time. So he still had to get that bluff in. And yeah, that was so I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it Herb Gill. He was scared. I He's was scared. He was scared. We were scared. Okay. Listen, so anyway, so yeah, we get back, true. we moved in, we've told, we've told part of this story too. We moved in with, with the Caldwells and had the adventures that we had there. And mm-hmm. so we we had to we had to have our own place. We we had to. So Mike was gone. Obviously, you know I, this. I'm a new military wife. I'm a new wife. I've never lived with anybody before, other than like college roommates. Um, so that was a big adjustment for me. Um, big country. We were girl. excited about that, though. I was. <laughs> I was very excited. I was excited about the whole thing. But it was major culture shock because I went from the only person in my family that was in the military. Both of my grand grandfathers were military, but they were drafted World War II military. You know, I mean, it was a whole different thing. And so there, my, my grandfather was actually stationed in Germany. Um, I can't remember what I've told. So if I'm repeating myself, please. Give me a little grace for a minute. No, so my your grandfather, grandfather on your mother's my side. Was, my, yeah. my maternal grandfather was in World War II, and mm-hmm. he actually, um, he was just a child. I think Omaha. he was like 17. Yes. And so he was on, like, on the, he was the second wave of boats that came in on, uh, on D-Day at, at Normandy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so... The real anyway, deal. so they, um, <laughs> yeah, he was he was on this on the boat on the second wave of boats that came over. Sorry, I just had to. Yeah, no, he. Th- this is this is great because you got to tell him about this, especially yeah. about what your mother started writing after this uh, the stroke, right? The stroke happened. So he he was in Germany and he was he was a child, big mama's boy. Um, didn't want to go, but he went. So second wave of boats that went over, I, I have it written down somewhere, but I don't, I don't have it with me, but the, he gave a specific number of, of men. And I'm, I'm just going to say there was say 150 men that went over with him, like in that wave, in the second wave. Well, the next morning when they, when they regrouped and everything he went over as a private, he, he went, went over, over as a private, private and mm-hmm. When they regrouped the next morning, there were 14 of his guys left. And so he was automatically promoted to sergeant because there was no one left. So his his experience, then obviously he went through Germany. He some of the some of the things that he left for us after he passed was some really unusual um, German memorabilia. And one of them, he had never talked about it. He got off the school school bus, off the army bus and came home and left everything he owned on the bus, all his medals. He was awarded a Purple Heart. Um, 
he left everything on the bus. He didn't want to ever look back at it. He was very traumatized. Um, he had he didn't have any positive association with the military, and he had a stroke a couple of years before he died. And about a week before he died, he just randomly opened up and started talking about his experience, his war experience, and his experience in Germany. And he told about how he had laid in a ditch with dead soldiers for, I can't even remember now, a day, 18, I mean, two two days, something like that. And he had a patch off of a German soldier that was laying dead next to him. He had ripped off his arm because he said he he couldn't tell at that point if he was hallucinating or if it was real. And he said that, you know, that made him realize that he had not lost his sanity. I mean, just things like that. Mm-hmm. And so he had zero positive associations with the military. And so when I told him that I was getting married and I was moving to Germany, he cried. And I'd never seen him cry before. This is a big, strong, robust man's man. And he cried. And he said, he looked at my mom and he said, she won't like it. He said, she won't like it. But what he associated with Germany, you know, was, was wartime experience. And, and it was just, it was just very sad. It was very, very sad. Um, but so that, that's the only, and and my other grandfather, he was, um, he was stationed in the Philippines and he waited for months and months to be called, you know, to be sent. And so, you know, those were, those were my military experiences. I didn't know anybody, you know, close so I, I, when you say ignorance on the military, I was, I mean, mm-hmm. ardent patriot, but I, I really, really, really was completely ignorant on anything to do with the military. So this was a 1000% learning experience for me, but oh my gosh, I loved it. Like I love the discipline. I love, I, I, I loved everything about it. Structure. I, I did. I did. I, and maybe it's just my top A personality. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I loved I loved that life. And there's so many parts of me that misses it so much. I don't miss the deployments. I don't miss, you know, the hardships. There's a lot of hardships with coming, you know, that come with being a military family. I was talking to Amanda Gill on the phone the first time that we ever talked. And we just, we just clicked right off the bat and, and she starts telling me, you know, some of the things that they, that they're dealing with, they're just regular life stuff, talking about like tri-care insurance and, you know, just, just regular everyday life stuff. And it brought back so much for me. Like I remembered, cause I kind of view it in hindsight, you know, with rose colored glasses, but in, you know, in reality, I mean, it, it, it's very, very hard to be a military family. It really is. And so I, I mean, I just, for the men, you know, it's this experience. It's, you know, they have different hardships than we do, Mm -hmm. but you know, I think that there's so many people that don't realize, you know, what the women are going through. And we, we didn't have children when, when Mike was in the military. And I'm telling you, these women that are, that are raising families by themselves, y'all hand clap. Oh my gosh. I, I can't imagine, and I you just you have my greatest respect and admiration. Um, but so yet yeah, in Germany, um, we finally got our own place, 
Mm-hmm. Um, who was it that helped us get that place? Because I was being first in Salinas. whiny tail. Every day I was crying and, you know, I was like, well, you know, we got to get out of here. We get, we got to move. We got to do this. And I was just, I was just miserable. And, you know, like I said, I'd never lived with anybody before. And now I'm living with my new husband who <laughs> we honestly, if you want to know the truth, we didn't know each other. <laughs> we just, we were crazy about each other. We did not know each other. We didn't date very long at all. And I'm in another hemisphere. I have mm. no friends, no family. I don't speak you just the dropped language. dropped it all. I don't speak the language. I don't speak military language. That's a whole different language. It is. You know, I just, I have no clue. And I'm just, I just, I felt so lost. And, you know, Mike was gone a lot. I mean, they were preparing for deployment. I mean, war had just broke out and, and everything had just got cranked up. And I mean, he was gone a lot. And so it was just me. It was just me. And it was, it was a very lonely existence in the beginning. It was scary and it was, it was very lonely. Um, Yeah. Well, you know, and, and we got, you know, we got married in December, 2002 and I came back and went to pre-ranger in January. And then that's when, you know, shortly after that's when the talks of the war that we, we thought we were supposed to be going to Turkey. Where were we supposed to be actually? And the Turkish government kind of turned that, that off on us. I mean, right at the last minute. And actually you had just went back to the States. You had come over for about two weeks yeah. During Valentine's Day, during February, and yeah. we were supposed to be actually deploying to Turkey in March. I think it was March, but we were going to be leaving early. Yeah, that's and why I, I went was, back home. Yeah, I think we was going to take over a um, airport, take um, so we could fly, you know, fly in. Um, but anyway, that got so, canceled. So, so then we you finally come, get our own place. We we yeah. finally get our own place, and we. It is the cutest place. Like, I know I've said that before. I, I loved it. It was so homey. It was so cute. And Small. that's how it was. It was tiny. Oh, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I could stand in my kitchen and almost stand in the middle of the kitchen and touch both walls on either side. It was so tiny. I wish, um, I, wish I knew how many square foot that was. I did tell you. It had arched doorways and the biggest bathtub in the world and the longest bath if you don't yeah. know me like my hobby's taking a bath like if that's not a hobby then i don't have one because i love to take a bath it's the only place people leave me alone and i get <laughs> i get and this you know so that's my hobby um so anyway uh we got our own place and i was just carried away we had no money no nothing and that's how we got to be such good friends with the Humphreys is because they were kind of our apartment buddies. They were in the same complex. It was like two buildings that were separated by a wall pretty much. And, and they were in the other building. And so we, we had, we shared holidays with them. We did Thanksgiving with them. We did, I don't know the Humphreys, like if y'all are going to remember this, um, when we had Easter with y'all, and we we were kind of splitting what we were going to make, like, you know, just kind of like a potluck thing. And it was just the Stampers and the Humphreys. And I remember I was so lonely. Like, I was I was homesick, and I needed that, that um, you know, I mean, my family gets together. We eat for everything. That's what we do. I mean, we eat. That, that's what we do. That's our fellowship. I mean, we get together, and we eat. 
And that's what I love. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just a Southern girl and I just, I love it, which I'm going to interject something real quick and then we'll get back to the story. I listened to my podcast last week and oh my God, like in my head, I hear, you know, Dolly Parton off Steel Magnolias. That's what I hear in my head. Then I hear when I get on the podcast and I heard it on the way home from work, I turned every shade of red on the planet. I was like, that ain't Dolly Parton off Steel Magnolias. That is Tina from Yellowstone. It is not that bad. It's nothing like that. It is awful. So I you just talk the way you talk. I told myself on this one, I said, I'm going to water that down. I'm going to water it down, and it's going to be better next (laughs) time. Yeah, you didn't. But I I got carried away and started talking, and Tater, she she back. She's back. So, sorry about that. Guess who's back? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so back to Easter with the Humphreys. Okay, so I was, um, actually, I think Dustin and I were the ones that were going to be cooking. Um, and I don't even remember this. Well, yeah, I I, this is, this was so, it was kind of spur of the minute. And I actually think you talked to him about the fact that I was, I was missing home and I missed like at holidays and stuff. And so we got together and we planned a meal. And he was making, like, mashed potatoes. I, that's the only thing I remember he made. He made a bunch more stuff, but I do remember he made really, really good, like, homemade mashed potatoes. And I was talking about that I was going to make a chicken and dressing. And they were, like, I remember them looking at each other, and they were, like, like, do we need to bring a salad? Or, like, I mean, and they were both trying to be so polite. And they were, <laughs> I saw looks on their face, and I was, like, you know, like, you know, like, chicken and dressing. And they had zero clue what I was talking about. And Krista finally goes, stuffing. You're talking about stuffing. I said, no, mm-hmm. honey, I am talking about dressing. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about, but I'm talking about dressing. So, anyway, so I introduced them to dressing. They knew about stuffing. They did not know about dressing. So, mm-hmm. anyway, so we, you know, we had Thanksgiving with them one year. We had Easter with them one year. And I mean, like that. It's it's great. That's the one thing about military is that they become your family. I mean, it's and it never leaves. Like it, it never ever leaves. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we they that's how we got to know them, and thank God they had a car because yeah. we didn't have yeah, to. Yeah, uh, Sergeant Humphrey had a, a Mustang. It was like yeah, a, I don't did. know, it was, what was it like a ninety eight. He had that green Mustang, and then (coughs) then he got, like, a really nice Mustang, right? Like, after y'all got back, it was that black Mustang. Yeah, I think we went about it, like, after we got back from Iraq, an 80-something model Mercedes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie, man. That thing was a tank, bro. That thing was was awesome. Uh, It was. But you know what? Houndstooth, interior... At that point, you know, once you have reached the point that you have been in the line at Popeye's Chicken and your car catches on fire and then you have to drag it out of there with a yellow rope tied to the back of someone's truck because you can't afford a tow truck, you don't care. If it goes down the road, it'll work. It'll work. Listen, man, you got to go into that story. I mean, I'll help you out with it. You got to go. You didn't tell this one. one. I can tell you, you didn't tell this one. We've told it before, but we hadn't told it on this. I'm pretty sure I told it on our very first podcast. Like, not this you, one, I mean, I, I think you skimmed through it. 
but you didn't go into detail like like we know. And all right, lo- okay. Long story, very short. I'm gonna cut this one short because I think I've told this one before. Yeah, but if you have not had the pleasure, if you have not had the pleasure, I tell this story all the time at work, and everybody still gets tickled. But anyway, okay. So we had we had no money. Obviously, I've told that a million times. We bought a car that was broke when we bought it and neither one of us knew anything about anything so we bought it we didn't know um this is how green we both were uh especially my my dad had always taken care of everything like oil changes and all that kind of stuff so i knew nothing i, I didn't know how to it. change oil for nothing didn't know you had to change oil <laughs> all i knew is you put the you put the uh you know the the, the neck into the uh, gas tank there and you fill it up and you <laughs> take it out so he knew I nothing was very and so i just yeah. was counting on him to take care of things and and yeah that didn't that didn't that didn't go well for our pink car well this car was, it used to I be think red it was tore up before that was sorry i didn't even it pay was. fully for that i had to tell sorry i finally had to go to sorry and do it. and i did it sincerely i said sorry i just can't pay the other the, the rest of that 300 the head gasket <laughs> was busted and the head gasket was busted when we got it <laughs> And we didn't know. I mean, we didn't know. I mean, he knew, so anyway, because he was like, "I hear you." He didn't even. He didn't even yeah, argue with he the knew. point that I was like, "I'm not going to pay you the rest of the money for this." He knew that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Come back, wait, sorry, no, we we owe you three hundred dollars. Send me your Venmo. Um. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's not the kind of people we are. Anyway, that's either here, here or there. Um. So. Yeah, the car was tore up when we bought it. The head gasket was busted on it when we bought it. We, we didn't know that. So, obviously, it didn't last very long. Um, and it started running hot almost immediately. Um, and I thought <laughs> that it wasn't a problem. You just drove faster because if you drove faster, <laughs> cool then the, the, the gauge, you know, the temperature light went off. It was like cool it off water. there. Yeah, I, mean, I so, can see you driving that swan. So embarrassed. So embarrassed. <laughs> Going 16 anyway, so, or 25. And I'm telling Mike, I'm like, something's wrong with this car. Like, I'm smelling this weird, fishy smell. Well, it was antifreeze. It was antifreeze. I will never forget what antifreeze smells like because of the Barbie car. But anyway, so it was antifreeze. I think I was like, no, we're just in Germany. Oh, he was like, he was like, I don't smell. It's fine. It's fine. Well, then it starts making this knocking yeah. racket. I mean, like, it was terrible. It, it was terrible. So, anyway, so I am going over to Con Barracks to pick him. He was at, at um, Lebra Barracks, and I was going over I to was. Con Barracks, too. He wanted Popeye's chicken for, for lunch. That's right. And I can't remember where I, what room I was in. I think it was in Curtis's room or somebody. He, was in, he wanted Xbox, Popeye's. So Xbox. I, this is how spoiled he was, y'all. This is how spoiled he was. <laughs> hey, hey, babe. Won't you go get me some Popeye's chicken for lunch? So I leave and drive. I don't even know how many miles it was. It was a long way um, oh, to yeah. Con Barracks. To Con Barracks, yes, sir. It's about five miles. Oh, you, that from Ledward. You, it wasn't too you bad. will lie. You will lie. It was a lot. Because we walked it. I'm, I'm gonna get on Google Maps and I will. I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back with that information. Anyway, so Con <laughs> Barracks. I drove all the way to Con Barracks in this car that sounds like somebody in the back seat is beating on everything metal with a hammer. And I get in line at Popeye's Chicken. And for those of you who were on Con Barracks, you knew once you got in line at Popeye's Chicken, they went no getting out unless you exited Popeye's Chicken. <laughs> and so it's I a curve on each side. And I know nothing about winter. I'm from Mississippi. So I had on jeans, a sweater, just like a regular, not a thick sweater. I'm not, I'm talking about just a cute sweater, a thin sweater, no coat, 
and tall boots. Okay. Uh, it's what ten degrees outside, snow on the ground. Um, hmm. I'm in line. I'm sitting there, uh, and it has no heat, by the way. So I'm sitting there, and I, you know the the temperature gauge is rising and rising and rising, and I'm all. Well, I need to be moving because I need to I need to I need to get the temperature gauge to go back down. And so all of a sudden smoke starts billowing out from under the hood. And do you know what I thought? Not my car's tearing up or I've got a problem. I was embarrassed. <laughs> I was embarrassed. And mm. so I keep sitting there and I'm thinking, what am I gonna do? Like what am I gonna do? Well then actual flames. The car was actually literally on fire. This soldier gonna walk up to my window and tap on the window with me sitting there thinking, what am I fixing to do? He tapped on my window. He said, ma'am, your car's on fire. I never looked. I said, I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You think? I can't go anywhere. I got two curves. We had to push it. We had to push it. Me and that soldier. I don't even know who he was. Had to push that car. Had to make people back up and push that car out of line at Popeye's Chicken. So anyway, so then I'm trying to call Mike. And I know I told the story and couldn't get him to the phone. And he's in there playing Xbox with, with some of you boys. And I think I was anyway, just watching him. It was just yeah, a whole I was there. Thing. It was a whole thing. And the then thing, Hal the came thing. and picked us up in his big old jacked up country boy pickup. And we tied a yellow rope to it and drug it to the lemon lot and abandoned it. So that's, yeah. how, that's how that went down. Well, the thing was that, you know, you were upset and, and it took a little while to find me. And I was sitting guy, outside on a curb at the, okay. at the shop at on Con Barracks and it was 10 degrees outside. And, and that's the reason I, I want to bring this up for all the, for all the brothers that knew. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he was a tall guy. I can't remember if he was first platoon or third platoon. But anyway, he was on CQ and he, he was really tall. You'll remember it, guys. You'll remember the one I'm talking about. And he wore the big BCG glasses. <clears throat> and I believe they only gave him blanks in Iraq uh, into crit or anyway, somewhere like that. That's what I heard. But when I came to the phone, he, they finally found me, um, which, I mean, it wasn't hard to do. They just had to come look or either yell my name down the hall. So I finally come to the CQ It had been like an hour. I was, <laughs> FYI. It, I was sitting outside on a curb, y'all. It had been yeah, like an she hour. Was, you and were I'm, going, I'm going up to like random soldiers that I, I don't I don't know ranks. I don't know anything like that. <laughs> I don't for all I knew, I was walking up to like freaking general. <laughs> I mean, like I didn't know. And I was like, dude, well, I mean, like, I need a phone. Like, you got a phone? <laughs> I mean, when so you when you finally got a hold what I was of me. Yeah, good thing I, I was dressed listen, nice. <laughs> I understand, and I give you all the props for being. And I mean, you definitely had a reason to be you. But the thing was, is that I was when cool. I got finally got to the phone, and it was like, "Hey, Stamper Man, your wife." So I was like, "Okay, all right." So I, you know, you're irate. What did I, you tell that person? I was like, "Listen, hon." And I had to kind of whisper this because I felt bad about the guy. He said, if you could see this guy. I was like, if you could only see the guy that I'm looking at right now, then (laughs) anyway, that just, that explained it. Anyway, y'all know who I'm talking about. Y'all will know. Y'all will remember. So anyway, that's, that's who was on CQ. And we had to tell that story because of that. That was, that was great. But anyway, I I called it. It was not great, but it's looking back. I called it on hot shots. Looking back. (laughs) 
y'all. Oh my goodness. That the, our car, wash out. We, didn't, we didn't have a car. So all that goes back to thank God the Humphreys had a car at all mm-hmm. times. They always had a car and we were so thankful for that. Um, Stern actually gave us some bikes, you know, at one point, and I know I told that story, but that was, yeah, you, you did. Know, we, we so appreciated that, but oh my God, I almost stopped. Appreciate it, but no once. thanks. <laughs> oh, I took it, and I wrote it, and I was thankful, but oh my God, it's a thousand wonders. I'm sitting here telling the story. Wobbling all the way down the sidewalk. Yep. So, anyway, um, so, uh, my experience with living over there, um, and with getting to know military and getting to know military wives and, and learning about deployments and, and field problems, I would like, so before deployments, evidently, tell me if I'm telling this wrong, Mike, y'all, y'all went more frequently to the field. Is that correct? Um, I, I get, you know, I, I had never been through a summer because I came in on August. I came into Germany, August, August, 2002. And I believe I, I, I believe I arrived to Kosovo in October, I believe. And then me and Stern did. And so I'd never, I had never been a part of a field training exercise summer rotation. So I didn't know, but I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was because we were being, well, you know, we knew it was going to get deployed. We just didn't know where and when during the summer, we just knew it was coming. Because when we got pulled off the mission to go to Turkey in March of 2003, we just went into regular training. But I guess everybody knew, hey, we're going to go. I think everybody may have been hoping there for a little while. No, we're not going to go. And that's this is during the time where we would go to the field maybe two weeks, sometimes a month. And every time I come back, we felt like we were dating, which was awesome. But I hated being away from you. And... Um, we didn't find out until August of 2003 that we were going to Samara, Iraq in February, 2004. And that was those, those orders were presented to us in August of 2003. And I believe we were at a field training exercise. I can't, I can't remember. I think it was Holinsville, but it may have been Graf. And then shortly after that was the ball. Do you remember the ball? Yes. Yes. I remember the ball. I just remember like living over there when I, I thought to me, it may not have been in, in actuality, but I just felt like you were gone all the time. And, you know, I mean, like I I was a newlywed and I was just, I just felt like you were gone all the time. And some of the seasoned wives were like, honey, if you are missing him that bad now, you're never going to make it through deployment. And, you know, I mean, I'm just a needy girl. I can't help it. Uh, he knew that when he married me. I'm still that girl today. Um, but so, like yeah. So, so we, um, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Too bad if you don't. <laughs> Too late. That's my girl. Um, but, yeah, so we actually, they, they, was the deal that they actually let y'all have a visitor for a few hours like it was one field field problem that y'all had oh yeah you remember that and then colina and i came oh, up wow. and got we got a hotel room 
I forgot about that. Oh, wow. And yes. Oh, man. That? This, is, this is vague. We... This is very, yeah, this is, um, wow. It was I can't wild. believe you remember that. Yeah, oh, I remember. I... <laughs> we drove. We drove hours. It was like what, two or three hours one way. It was hours. I think, I think that was graph. I think it that was, was hours. Like we drove several beer. hours to to get up there and to see y'all for a couple. And, and I remember, I remember Barbara Swaney for one. She was like, "I'm not going up there," and I was like, "I'm going up there. <laughs> I'm going up there." And yeah, so that wow, that I was, can't believe you brought that up. Yeah. So that that was me. That's that's still kind of me. I'm still kind of that, <laughs> still kind of that navy navy girl. That's okay. Oh, I loved it. Yes, that that was. I mean, how long did y'all come up for? Do you remember? Was it like a night? Was, was it like a two no? Days it or? was like I think y'all had like six hours, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm just wow. estimating. Y'all had y'all had hours because we drove back that night, and I remember Colina was so mad at me because I went to sleep on the way home. <laughs> she was so mad <laughs> because I bummed a ride with her, and actually, she and I were not speaking because it was after the ball. And I was like, "Hey, homie, I'm right." Was it after you. the ball? What's up? Yeah, I did. Oh, we were goodness. not speaking. We were not, or she wasn't speaking to me. After yeah, the, the ball, ball was a bad, yeah, bad deal for her. Actually, turned out to be a bad deal for us afterwards. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't speaking to me after the ball. Because she was pregnant and couldn't drink, and everybody else was drinking, and she's mad. But anyway, so she wasn't speaking to me, and I called her up. And I was like, I just showed up. I was like, Hey, what's up, Holmes? I'm riding with you. Oh <laughs> goodness! She, she said, I just asked that you do not go to sleep on the way home because I, you know, just so that I can stay awake. And I straight up went to sleep on the way home. Oh goodness! I hated it, but so know. talk about the ball, man. Bring that Sorry. up. I mean, I, I got, I got pictures here. You know, I'm, I'm looking at some pictures. You didn't know I brought this. I wonder this. what you were rustling with in there. Well, I'm not You're wrestling. Being, I'm just turning You are pages. being so noisy. Yeah, you so, are. You're being noisy. So I was a, um, an E4. Yeah, I got promoted to a specialist right before the ball, actually, I believe. No. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So we go to the ball and... Do you remember where that was? I do not. I do not. Either. I think that's probably a good place to to take a little tiny break um, and collect our thoughts. And okay, that'd be great. I like it. <laughs> Okay, so if anybody yes. wants to be our friend after this show, <laughs> can y'all freaking love us for, 
for just who we are, and that is that that is really sad. And I'm sorry for y'all. No, 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 so no, no, no. Do not apologize for any of this because I'm. Let me go through these three songs first of all. Okay, uh, real quick before we get back I'm into so the ball. Sorry. No, this is great. The first song, Jermaine Dupree, um, is a remix also there. I, the very first time I heard that song, and this is why, you know, we kind of do this to put everything in. I still listen to that song in the gym. I'm not going to Oh, lie. man, I'm telling you. Anyway, 2002, I'm in basic training, digging a foxhole. Um, actually, if you don't, you know, if you don't know what a foxhole is, <clears throat> let me throw it out there. Um, a foxhole is a hole in the earth that's used by a soldier as a small fort. From the safety of a foxhole, troops are protected somewhat against enemy fire. Anyway, so we did that in basic training, and there was like an actual day where we did that. That specifically, that's what we did. And I guarantee we dug, man, I'm going to tell you what, I was so sick and tired of foxholes, of digging foxholes, I could have cried. So anyway, I, I guarantee we dug 15 foxholes. And, I mean, they wanted them, like, you know, the drill sergeants come up to you and be like, that's not good enough. needs to be two inches deeper. And you're just like, oh, my goodness. They were just doing that, of course, just to be drill sergeants. But anyway, so while we're doing that, there's a little break. They allow us to have a break. My senior NCO drill sergeant pulls up, which is Drill Sergeant Cambry, by the way, pulls up in his forerunner, and he's bumping this song. And guess what? It's the old remix of Welcome to Atlanta by Jermaine Dupree, which has Nelly in it. And, of course, it's got Luda. Then you got Snoop. And uh, it was just it was just awesome. I said, listen, I told myself at that moment, I said, I'm going to find that song when I get out of basic training. Sure enough, I did. So there you go, a little bit of uh, history for the song, <clears throat> a little bit of uh, understanding why it came. The second, we got MJ. We just went into a big discussion about this. MJ has always been a part of the Stamper family from the very beginning, from the 30th anniversary where he did the Sideways Moonwalk. If you don't know what I'm talking about, YouTube it. Anyway, MJ, he was awesome. Or, you know, rest in peace. Um, the third one you just heard, of, that is a very special song. And Sabrina won't really say it's a special song, but it is. It comes from a very special movie that we watched. I'm going to throw this back to the 80s, guys. We got any eighties in the special uh, song. It's a special movie. movie it evokes a special memory of a special time. Exactly, and that is this magic moment. But it's done in in a Jamaican style way because that is off the movie. If you don't know, man, I wish I hope there's some out there that says, "Oh, I know what that song's off of." That song is off. Who knows of it? The movie. You're our best friends if you know it. Okay, let me give them some hints. Tom Cruise, Elizabeth Shue. Come on. 1980s beach cocktail yes. cocktail the movie cocktail, cocktail. If you haven't watched cocktail please watch cocktail. Yes, now should. listen i know tom cruise is a weirdo <clears throat> there's no doubt about it great actor but a weirdo which most of them are but anyway um that movie uh sabrina how many hon how many times we probably watched there's that no when we were telling. dating I mean, there we were is no telling. Right before I went to basic training, and then throughout the military experience, well, we'd always go back to that. What you got? That's our movie. What you got to understand is okay. So when we say this, like we were, we were, when we were dating. We were in this apartment for just a few weeks before we went to basic. So we were spending every second together that we could. Okay. Yes. This is before Voodoo, Netflix. 
I mean, like even the even the DVD mail in Netflix, y'all. That's how much things have changed just in twenty years. It's just wild when you think about it. This was Blockbuster was still a thing. Like that yes. was a big deal. Blockbuster was a big deal. You stand in line and rent the videos and bring them back, or you get the late fees and you know all that kind of stuff. Okay, so we were in this apartment, and and the theme of our marriage, we had no money. We had no money. So we had the movies that were available to us. I don't even know how that movie was in there. Like, I don't know whose it was. It may have been John Stacy's. I don't know whose it was. Shout out. It was, it was in that room. And I had never, like, I had seen it, but Mike had never seen it before. And so I was like, oh, my goodness. This is like, this is up there with, like, Top Gun. You know, I mean, it's, you yes. got to see it. So we started watching this movie, and it's like, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's got its issues, but it is, it's like the, it's the best, like, beachy romance, like, um. Hey, it's even got some military background to it. Yeah, military, um, but anyway, so, that, I don't know how, but that just kind of became our movie, and even now, like, like, if we wake up in the middle of the night, we can't sleep or something like that, we turn that movie on and just, like, go to sleep to it or something because it's comforting. It's just, like, comforting. It's, it's just, we're weird. But anyway, but that no. song is no, in we that cool. movie. We were. We are no longer, thanks to you and this. Oh, I don't know. I don't know revealing you, who I'm we really are on this podcast. But... I'm still there. We'll show it in June. Oh. <laughs> Again, I'm so sorry. Um, but anyway, um, so that was our movie. That was, that was our movie. And I don't know, even still like, he's right. I mean, I can hear that song and that's, that's what I think about is that time we spent together. And anyway, it was just, it was special. Mm. It was just special. So anyway. So so that's a shout out. Yeah. To cocktail. Great movie. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Tom Cruise, Elizabeth Shue cocktail from the eighties. It's, it's great. It's great. Lifetime. So anyway, back to the ball. So yeah, we, the ball. we went to this ball. And um, so earlier we were talking with the diary and Mike was sharing some horrific pictures of <laughs> of us at the ball. Like, seriously, like why between my accent and his music and his dancing? Oh, my God. And like. <laughs> Might even get a piece of then, that in June. And then my like. Of if you're lucky. Where were my eyebrows? eyebrows? Like seriously, Mike Stamper did not love me the way I loved him because I would have never let him walk around looking like that. Like I had no eyebrows. I was plucking. I thought you looked great. Out of my eyebrows. Anyway, so anyway, so he was really? sharing these pictures. We were talking to Tyree, and we were sharing these pictures back and forth, and we were so tickled, or I was tickled. I mean, just like, thank God, <laughs> thank God for maturity for growing past some things but anyway so we we were at this ball and we showed up and um they i think we talked about this last time they have like a whole bunch of toasts at the very beginning of the ball and so i was a small girl and so um I i was a little thicker back then in some ways but um but i was a petite girl and didn't drink a whole lot not a whole, whole lot. And so I was pretty much a lightweight as far as that. And so when they were toasting, I mean, like, everybody was drinking. I mean, like, you drank with every oh, they, toast. They toast. I'm they were, you, am I lying? They were, toast, they were toasting 20? the napkins before it was over that night. Yeah. It was I mean, like, it was oh, insanity. look at this napkin here. 
uh, a toast cheers. to this. Uh, yeah, cheers to the napkins. And we were like, yeah, napkins. Yeah, napkins Way are cool. So anyway, so I didn't make it very far past the toasting. So I was having a very large time at that point. And um, so our dates, we came with the Caldwells. We ended up not leaving with the Caldwells. Um, and this mm. is kind of a, you know, not to call anybody out, you know, because, you know, just oh, oh, being, oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey, just just to uh, throw this out there, the mall was a celebration for us going to war. That's the way the military yeah, does things. Yeah, it was things. free. It was pre-deployment mall. Yep. And they it do was that. that. Fall. They do that. It was in October before they were being deployed in February. Hey, we're which, going to get It's really at... cool, though. It was really cool. I mean, it's just a way to bring everybody together. I mean, like, I don't have a problem with that. I, I think it's great. I love military traditions. I, as weird That's as they right. are, I love it. I do. I love it. I, I was there for it. Um. So anyway, so we we went to the ball and. Um, we ended up leaving with different people for, you know, those of you who know that story know the reasons why. So anyway, so we ended up leaving with different people. We went, we drove home, probably should not have, but we drove home. Oh, we, we uh, went to uh, Rob's place. Absher. Yeah, we, <laughs> we stayed with Absher and his up, wife Rob? at the time. Um Love you, I'm so sad that they're not getting to come to Florida this time, but next time, because I cannot wait to meet his wife, Crystal, because they, I told Mike the other day, they literally have provided me with so much entertainment on social media the last 10 years or so. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I get so tickled at them, but Rob, anyway. Rob, you've had plenty of time to adjust now and to settle in. Tell them, mother, I mean, just tell them. That you are going to Destin in June. I mean, you're the boss. Tell me you're going to Destin in June. <laughs> oh, my. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. So, Moving Rob, on. we miss you. And we, like. We do. I don't know. I, I'm certain he remembers this night because it was just, it was bad. So, anyway, so we. Um, I don't know. I think he went, passed out. We went there and we ended up leaving and walking about halfway back to our place and i'm gonna say it, i mean it was several miles several miles i'm wearing heels um anyway it, it was just almost got into it with the guy with who some guy walking down the sidewalk i don't remember that i remember <clears throat> you and i this is and oh, we, tyree and i were talking about this actually earlier so early down. in our marriage like i guess and i'm gonna blame it on the fact that we were so passionate about each other <laughs> Have we you were, ever seen we were the hang most on. volatile couple? What like, about the movie the the uh, the Notebook? Kind of go yeah. You can go off of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Seriously. we were we were like passionate together and passionate fighters. I mean, that's just and anybody that knew us back then, like they knew that about us. And I I don't care to admit it. I mean, that's just real. That's just that's just who we are, or that's who we were. That's not who, who we were. are now. Um, thank God by the grace of God, but that's not who we old. are. Now. And now I just don't, I'm just tired and I don't feel like fooling with it. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I got the, I got these three kids that literally, that, you know. Suck the energy out of you, but they're good. They're, it's, it's good, good stuff. But yes, uh, goodness, huh? All right, so we're walking back. We're walking back. We walking across the four the lane. Yeah, we Because I had thrown MPs. my class A jacket in the middle of the four lane. I kid you not, guys. 
Schwann for Germany. Sam Dahl's jacket is thrown in the four lane. I, I guess I'd had too much to drink, but at the yes, same I time, I was just yeah. And it was an older. I don't even. Uh, I have no idea. I what think this MP about. was like in his. Here I'm saying older. I think he was in his late forties. He was our age. He was our age now. Well, he picks Drive us up, bag. and he's like kids. He's like kids. You know. He could have put us in I'm jail. Just, I'm, yeah, he was like, I'm telling y'all, he was like, do not talk anymore tonight. He was like, go home, sleep it off. You know, and I'm sitting in the back, like, crying. He's sitting up front mm-hmm. with the with the MP. I'm sitting back crying. And I don't, I don't even know what we were fighting about. It was something so stupid. Like, we were it both was stupid. It I was think it's because I stopped drinking so much. But anyway, I put my elbow up on the, uh, yeah, I'm sitting there with my elbow, like, up on the uh, door facing you know the window facing and he's talking he's he's giving us that his counseling um, his counseling yeah he's like uh listen y'all are kids you you know you're you're in love it's just there's just it's just not enough time to be doing this enjoy each other y'all y'all quit arguing like this and i'm over there like yeah 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 and we were we were ill i mean <clears throat> Yeah, I literally say, threw my part. My, um, I think that was the best part coat. of us living in Germany for as long as we did, because we were we were children. We had no business getting married. We had no oh, idea what it entailed. I was spoiled rotten, and we we just we had no idea. And so, like, we were mad at each other. Like, either we were crazy passionately in love, or we were mad at each other. There was no in between. <laughs> and so, but there was nowhere to go. Like, you couldn't get mad and leave. You know, I mean, there was nowhere to go. Like, and we didn't have a car. Like, we didn't have a car. So, like, you could not leave. You could get mad and walk down the sidewalk for a little while until you got tired and then you had to come back. That's so, right. And that didn't make you look real cool. So, I didn't He do took that us back to the apartment building in Sandfield. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway, beyond that, um, after that, after the ball, obviously there was deployment. I tried to be a big girl and stay for a little while. And well, we came home now. No, did we come home in December? No, we didn't, did we? No, we just went straight no. through it. No, we mm. did not. Um, so we hadn't seen we, our family in over a year. So I, um, deployment comes. I went. I came back home. February two thousand. I went back to school. I went back to school. I went to college. Um, I was taking night classes and I worked two jobs, just trying Sweet. to stay busy. Just trying. I, well, I I had two job jobs and then I cleaned houses on the weekend, and so I was just trying to stay busy and just you know trying to make some money and just you know keep my mind off things. And um, back then, like, I mean, it wasn't. I had no communication other than I'd get emails occasionally. Um, and I've still got them. I need to count and see how many I had. Like I've, I've saved. They're on there. They're there, in there wasn't that many. Archives. There wasn't that many. And um, so I, I had very little communication with him. Um, he would call like at random. You know, I never knew when to expect a call. And so I just, you know, I was doing school. I was doing work and work and work and I just stayed busy and you know when I heard from him it was great and then when I didn't I was scared and worried and you know we didn't have the unbelievable access to 
to the minute news that we have now. And that's, you know, that's probably a good thing. Um, I don't always think that's, that's the best thing, you know? Um, I don't, I, I mean, that's just, I'm probably in the minority when I say that, but I don't. Um, but anyway, so when we found out the guys were coming back, um, Krista Humphrey come and pick me up. I, I came over early and she came and picked me up at the airport and I was there for a couple of days by myself and, um, you know, getting ready for him to come back. And I will never, I tell you what, you want to, you want to rewind to, um, R and R August, 2004. Cause I came home for two, two weeks. Yeah. He came home for two weeks during, during his deployment. Well, it was 15 Um, days. Picked him up at the airport. We stayed at the Opryland hotel, which was stupid out of our price range at the time. Um, we stayed there. We, we live like we, our last name was Rockefeller and Sue Stanford. I'm going to tell you right it. now, you guys, I don't know how y'all did it when y'all went on the R&R. Now, listen, I'm, I'm just going to go into it. Um, I did not know because for the first six months of our deployment, I didn't know if I was ever going to get the chance to come back. So my mindset was this. I don't know if y'all had the same experience or not. I came back with peeps, actually, uh, Adam Peoples. And I remember my mindset was that I don't know what's going to happen in the next six months after this. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I don't care. Whatever she wants, whatever we need to do, let's just do it. Just as long as we're together it's kind of quiet. Mind, we did not have a house. We, we did. We didn't have. No, we we so we, 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 we split. We my home, mom's and your mom, your mom and dad's, my mom and dad's. Yeah. We had to stay with our parents, and I mean, we were 21, 22 years old. I was twenty two. Basically, still still newlyweds. I mean, who wants to do that? Nobody wants to do that. So we stayed at the Opryland Hotel for a week, and one of the best date nights of. <laughs> My life, <laughs> hands down. Oh man! Was during this time, we um, we had went out and just got got a bunch of like alcohol, and we were coming back. We we came back. We had a room. We're down Second Avenue. We had well, we had a room with a balcony. We went and got a ton of alcohol. We came back, got in our pajamas, sat out on that balcony like we were rich people sitting out there. That's Overlooking right. that the the Cascades Conservatory, all the all those people walking below us. And if you haven't ever been to through, the Auburnland Hotel, you need to go. It's a beautiful, beautiful place, especially for couples. Yeah. So we had <laughs> gone through McDonald's of all places because we were so classy. So we went through McDonald's <laughs> and they accidentally gave us somebody else's order. And so we were looking through it and we were like, oh my God, we didn't order this much food. Like this. And, and they said once they passed it through the window, they couldn't take it back. And so we, I, I'm telling you, we had no less than like 15 cheeseburgers. 15 orders of fries. I mean, it was like, it was like this huge. Oh yeah. We, it was at the end of the spread. shift. It, it was ridiculous. Like, just, oh man. I felt, I did feel like a rich man. <laughs> so we took our McDonald's and our beer and sat out on the balcony. See hotel and sat out there and we got just trashed and ate our McDonald's and talked about everything and laughed and carried on. It was the best day of my life. 
That like that was that was hands down <laughs> the best date of my life. I'll never forget it. It was it was great. Oh. So um, yeah, we did we did we did everything there in R and R. And he actually um, for for any of y'all that have met me and know me, I have a ring that I wear on my right hand, and it is mm. a it is a very special um, right. piece of jewelry. Like nothing I own is like super expensive or fancy. Everything I own has a story, has sentimental value. Um, it means something to me so that when I pass it down to my kids, I can tell them a story behind it. And so that's, that's, that's kind of what I'm all about is something that means something, no matter what it is. So I have this piece of jewelry, this, this ring that I wear on my right hand. And it's something that he gave me because he was not going to be present for our, was it our second anniversary? Second anniversary. Second mm-hmm. anniversary. He was not, he was going to be gone. And so he went ahead and gave me my anniversary gift and I have worn it every day since. And, you know, every time I, people ask me like, you know, what, what, what about that ring? Or, you know, what, what's that ring on your right hand? And I tell the story about, um, at the time, this was kind of a gimmick thing to make people buy jewelry, but it was called a past, present and future ring. I'm sure most of y'all remember that. Um, like I said, it was a gimmick to make people buy things, but for us, it was very significant because he told me, you know, yes, we've had a past. Yes. The present kind of sucks, but I promise you we'll have a future. And so for me, like that's what I, that's what I think about every time I look at it. So it's, it's very precious to me. So, um, but anyway, so we had, we had R and R dropped him back off. He was gone for six more months and coming, coming back home. Like I said, Chris had picked me up at the airport and, you know, I think now, we told the story that we were supposed to. Well, well, I'm gonna, I wanna, I wanna rewind. I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt like that, but you were all like, about rewinding. I mean, I know it. Um, anybody that's listening, you've been through a 12 month deployment, and you know there were talks there for a short time, of because there were there were plenty of units that were extending six months. So sometimes there might have been talks about 18 month deployments, and we were hoping for the 12 months that would be the end of our deployment. Um, we, we went to, uh, I went to a depression. Well, I don't want to say I went to a state of depression, but I went to a something. We, we had exchanges of emails and we also had some talks and I could tell you were getting discouraged. Um, I wish there's a way we could bring up, bring up those emails, but I remember this very detailed that I would talk to you and I'll say, you know, hang in there, hang in there because it's a means to an end it's coming. And there were times though, that we would get discouraged and we had moments of not knowing what the future held and getting very discouraged in our marriage. And for people that's listening I think that's very normal because yeah. towards the end of the deployment, that's the way it got. And I remember that's, that's the way it was. And I remember telling you just to hang in there, you know, it's going to happen. Da 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 da. da. And I just remember, you know, it, it worried me there for a little while. I was just like, you know, she's given, you know, it's given up on us. And. Which clearly I didn't, but I'm not going to lie. I was, I was struggling with some depression 
towards the end, I was, I was really, it felt like a never ending thing. And it was like the closer it got, the further it seemed. I was really struggling with some depression towards the end. Yeah. And there were emails about where you had specifically titled, you know, I worried and it's just, um, there was, I mean, it was one of them that says, Hey baby doll, it seems like it has been forever since I've seen, I've got a, to write to you. Miss you so much. I hate it when you feel like this is me actually <clears throat> telling you because you had sent an email to me, you know, that, that would concern me. This is an 11 four. This is November 4th, 2004. And I said, it seems like it has been forever since I have got to write you. I miss you so much. I hate it when you feel like you do because I can't be there to hold you. We just got the internet hooked back up here at patrol base. Thank God. I need to be able to talk to you. I can't stand not being able to keep in contact with you. I hope you're feeling better. Love you so much. You are my wife. I think about you constantly. They also got some phones here, but I have to have one of those phone cards off the internet to be able to call you. I will get the email address. Yeah, I will. I will get the email address and send it to you as soon as possible. You will have to order. <laughs> you will have to order it for me because I don't have the credit card. <laughs> that will allow me to be able to talk Recurring. to my baby doll. Thanks. Yes, oh, yes. Here we are, twenty it's years down the road. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> do we have enough in there? Anyway, that will allow me to be able to talk to my baby doll more often. So, how is everything going? I have got the last email that I sent to you that would not go through on. <laughs> ACD. Oh my goodness, this is showing our age. I will email it to you next time. Well, I've got to go for now, but I will write you again tomorrow. Miss you so much. <clears throat> smile for me. I sure do miss that sweet smile. Anyway, um, that was during the time. You know, I I really don't know what to say to anybody that's listening that may be going through the same thing or that will go through the same thing. I just got, well, the thing is, is that there's a means to an end and that you don't give up on each other. And what you vowed to one another is like we've talked about before. It's it's not just something that you say. It's not a, a, a little contract. It's a covenant. So you need to keep that in mind because here we are. You know, if we had given up then or if we had given up in 2011, 20 years down the road, you know, is everything fine? Is everything perfect? Nope. But you know what? So 20 years down the road, you will not be making fun of each other. If you give up, <laughs> you will not be talking about what big dorks you're married to 20 years right. down the road. So just keep that in mind. And you might not have, you know, that reunion. That's right. Up. And you might not have, um, <laughs> you might not have, the opportunity to have to put your name on everything in the refrigerator. So, <laughs> certain, or your so symbol. Mine's said, a check mark, by the way. So certain yeah. said um, partners do not eat your leftovers out of the refrigerator. You will not get that opportunity <laughs> if you give up. No, because like I'm going to tell you what, I'm yeah. going to throw that out. I'm going to throw you under the bus with this one. Oh, no. So, uh, those of you that know Mike, 
know what an eater he is. Well, those of you that know me know that my <laughs> life philosophy is this. The only thing a body gets out of life is what it eats and what it wears. So you better make it good. So I like to eat. I might eat what I want to eat. I try to eat it in moderation, but I might eat what I want to eat and I'm going to wear what I want to wear. (laughs) So when I order something, I'm not playing. Like when we pick up something from somewhere, it's like I order what I want and I actually want to eat that. I may not have have the capacity to eat it all in one sitting, but I'm going to eat it. So if I order it, then I will think about it all day long. And then when I come home and it is not in that refrigerator, we have a problem. So mm. we have a code now that <laughs> if my name is on it and it has been eaten when I get home, <laughs> there will be consequences. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's mine. You'll get so, a flogging. I'm just saying, 20 years down the road, you think about that. If you want to put your name on your food in the refrigerator, <laughs> <laughs> You now, listen, think about like we, it. Well, like we talked about in the earlier, you know, earlier podcast. Now there are times, there are situations <laughs> that you got to get out of, but <laughs> you know, for the most part. I mean, currently, I'm sitting here trying to shove down the pizza that was <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I'm trying to get it down because if I don't, he gonna eat it. I'm just telling you. Yeah. We ordered keto pizza for tonight, and it's expensive. I do not mess around. Friday night is. Uh, Stamper House. Keto pizza is very expensive. I'm sitting here trying <laughs> to eat it all because I if I don't, it? he will eat it. Because you know I'm coming there sniffing around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. No, but see, okay, so, 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 okay, so, yeah, with that said, you know, hang in there. It's all right. You're going to make it through it. Another thing is, is that, uh, so we're going to the end of the end of deployment. So let's go back to Sarnot. Now, listen, I don't, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus because I love every guy, you know, all the, all the brothers. Sarnot was there for a while. I knew Sarnot. He was a great, great sergeant. Um, but he was the rear D sergeant at the time when we came back from Iraq. I, I thought we had this planned out. I thought it was, you know, it was in concrete. But we um, we come back and we get off the buses. We go into this gymnasium. I, I remember it as like a gymnasium on Con. We were actually, I think it was Con Barracks when we came in. And I was like, you know, where's she at? I can't wait to see her. Da, 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 da. You know, me and Sergeant Humphrey are both looking for our wives. And yeah. Because we were coming ball, together. Yeah, yeah. You, you already explained that together. in that last she podcast. She had a babysitter. About- yeah, yeah, it was going to be great, man. I think, I mean, I, it was. So we, we were so actually, excited. I was so nervous. I was too. We had to uh, get a taxi, and I remember knocking on the door. We finally get to our apartment building. And I did not I'll know come he was up. home. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, she didn't. So I'm knocking on the door, and I kid you not, I don't know what it is. I mean, I said it the last podcast, too. I really don't know what it was. I really don't. I wish I could figure that out. I need to think on that more, but I was shaking. And you're looking at a, I don't know, at that time, what, 235, 240-pound guy? And I was just, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I was just anxious. I was nervous. I was in shock that we 
we had left a combat zone in such the length of time that we had. I mean, literally, I mean, it was just a couple of days and then we're back. And um, here I am seeing my wife, uh, hoping for the day to come. And then boom, there you are. And looking at as you did, I just remember thinking, oh, goodness, you know, I'm, in, I'm still in my young, I'm in, I'm in my young 20s. I'm, I'm still, you know, anyway, not going to go into that. But, but yes, I was very nervous. I was shaking. I don't know if you were because, because I was shaking so much. I was just I just shocked. Remember, I didn't know. I just remember picking you up and hugging you and kissing you and telling you I got to take a shower. And you said, nope, not going to happen. I said, oh, goodness. <laughs> but anyway, we won't go into that. So what do you think about, so how, how long were we in Germany after the deployment, do you think? So February um, 05, I come back. We came home in August of 05. Okay. No, 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 no. We came back earlier than that because August, I actually had, I think I had like two months of leave built up seriously i mean i had i had i mean it's like two months it was crazy i remember i was like are you serious because yeah yeah, that's what it was i didn't take block leave when we got back because we had our parents come over remember Mm -hmm. my mom and dad your mom and okay so they came actually yeah here we go they came over (laughs) what month was that okay i came home in february and what month does our parents come over which was march Absolutely outstanding. Yes, yes. We went to Austria. We took the, we took our parents to Austria, which was really cool. Got pictures of that. Um, we we went to. I was on CQ one night. I actually had to do CQ one night while they were there, or either when they were first arriving. Sabrina, let me. Oh, hun, let me bring this up. Goodness, if I don't bring this up, you will be mad at me forever. So we take our parents to our favorite restaurant in Schwabenberg, Germany. And, it, <laughs> and I believe if I'm not mistaken, it's still in, it's still in service. I mean, they're still serving today. Man, I'm sitting, here pizza. I'm sitting here eating pizza and that's what we always ordered from there. Was there, they had pizza? Listen, well, how about and you just go through a, about three to five minutes of uh, our favorite foods in Germany? They had this wine there, y'all. Oh my gosh! I would give yeah. anything if I knew the name of it. <laughs> we, we never figured that out, did we? No. I don't know what that was. But we, if I knew what it was, all right, we're gonna go PG thirteen. We uh, we used to call it the horny wine. <laughs> Stop! Oh my god! I'm sorry. That's anyway, what it was moving called. on. <laughs> they had this wine there that was amazing. It was amazing. Yes. Their pizza. Y'all, it was like nothing I've ever had before. And, like, I love pizza. Like, that's kind of my thing. I love pizza. And they had incredible pizza. Took our parents there. We took them, like, basically to all the places that had made any kind of impression on us. Yes. And some places that we wanted to go. Um, We took them. Mr. Walk was (laughs) was above the car dealership and KFC. KFC? Mr. Bach was awesome. Oh, we had a KFC a bunch. Yeah, it was cheap. So we took them to Austria. 
um, to the new Schwanstein Castle. Um, yes. What else did we do while they were over there? And that's the castle. You may want to explain that to people. They might not even, not even, might not even know what that is exactly. I mean, that's, okay, that's so the replica, right? The new Schwanstein Castle is in Austria. Mm-hmm. And Austria, it is Germany. the castle, like, okay, so sure. any of y'all that have ever watched a Disney movie in your entire life, the beginning credits of the Disney movie. And Austria movie is right below Germany. So. Where the fireworks fire and go over the castle. The Disney castle was modeled after the new Schwanstein yes. castle. So you get to see this like from a distance. We actually toured it. I mean, that was, that was a cool thing. Like probably a lot of people think that was lame, but like for me, that was a really cool thing. It was great. There was snow taller than our heads, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. And for Southern people, all you Northerners are going, whatever. There's still snow on the ground right now over my head. For Southern people, that's a big deal. Like, we don't get that. We might get one snow a year if we're lucky. I mean, like, we just, we don't get that. And and we don't know how to act when we get snow. So, for Southerners, that was a big deal. And so, my parents had never seen anything like that. So they were they were so excited. They were so excited. So we took them and we did that. We we drove to all these little like off the beaten path bed and breakfast in all over Austria. Um we went to like all the little Christmassy towns and that was a big deal to my mom. We took her to buy like an authentic cuckoo clock and you know, just that kind of stuff. This stuff that's like truly a European experience. So, um, yeah, that I, I, I treasure that. Like, I treasure my parents getting to come over and his parents and, and getting to spend that time with us. And um, they were over there for, like, 10 days. I wish I wish they could have stayed longer and we could have done more stuff. We took them to Rotenburg and, you know, did things like that. But um, I wish we could have done more things with them. But they got yeah. authentic Europe when they went with mm-hmm. us because we had no money. We were broke, and so we just kind of had to – had to go, you know, like the off owners. the beaten path. Yeah, it was it was not the touristy places that we stayed. It was like these random bed and breakfasts that had two. It was like a hostel. I mean, that's which that's I, what it was. which I recommend. Yeah, yeah. If you don't get murdered, yeah. it's great. <laughs> I'm saying. What about the donors? What about it, guys? It's in Germany, or it's been to Germany. Yeah, that's one of the things I miss the most about Germany. It's called, it was a sandwich called the Donor Kebab. And we have no idea what it's made out of. Some of them were lamb. I don't know. It could have been human. I don't know. I'm going to jump in here. Uh, Yes. Hey, no sound. The the donor is awesome. Uh, (laughs) That is all. There he is. That is all. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> there it is. I Enough said. That's all I got to say about donor. this. I have said a million times, if somebody in Belmont, Mississippi opened up an authentic donor kebab stand, you better yes. have not. Hey, gum, we need to do that, huh? We should do that. Business idea. Let's look into it. Why so not? We we went to a stand. In, there was one. In no, Germany, there were like multiple. There, I mean, there no, were there were there shops. Were, too. There was one that we always yep. went to because theirs was freaking bomb. So we oh, went to this was it the one. shop right in the middle mm-hmm. of the uh, town? You yes, talking about the shop? Okay, town, yeah. The one that we walked to. 
and they were like two euro and we were poor so that was a big deal oh my god that was a big deal two of those. so and they were huge they were huge we could share i mean it was it, it was amazing and we asked them one time we were like what because they would shave the meat off like super thin with they this had a rotisserie <laughs> Yeah, they had a little yeah, it was on a rotisserie, yeah. but they would shave it off, and it was like yeah. this huge piece of meat. And I, one time, I got brave and I was like, "Hey, like, so what is that actually?" And they <laughs> looked at each other and they laughed, and they were like, "It's chicken." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever well, I grew up on a farm, I ain't never seen no chicken that big. Like, yeah, I don't just, know what that it's, is. It's a cat and a dog. A human leg, but whatever. I don't even want to know. <laughs> It was good. <laughs> uh, between that and La Gondola, it was the. I mean, La Gondola. I mean, seriously, that was a very sweet spot for me and you. Hey, you know what? Okay, okay. Here it comes. 2025. There's supposed to be like this big reunion. I don't know if it's going to happen. If it don't, if somebody don't take over, we will on this because you do so good at that. Dad gum, yeah, man. True. Meet and freaking swine for Germany, and let's go. Let's hit these places up, and let's do it. I'm going to. If we well, go for to the Germany fact that Tyree Brown just jumped in there, I'm going to say Tyree's mm. on board because he wants to yeah. freaking know. Yeah, we all going to get a plane <laughs> ticket together. I'm going to tell you that much right now. Yeah. I'm traveling over there without my boys. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. Okay, I think that's a good place for us to wrap this up for tonight. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I do. I have so you know what they say, right? I have, I have really enjoyed this. There's plenty we can do by ourselves, but it's always uh, better together. Better together, baby. Always. And like I always say, it only gets better. A 40 HP Johnson on a flat bottom metal boat. Coke cans and BB guns, barbed wire and old fence posts. Eight point bucks in autumn and freshly cut cornfields. One arm out the window and one hand on the wheel. Some things just go better together and probably always will like a cup of coffee.